Hello, children. It is your father. It is the day before Thanksgiving 2021. You guys have been in bed for about a little less than an hour, which means some of you are probably still awake. I went upstairs to get our tablecloth, the blanket, pretty much the blanket we bought at, um, where was it? It was the place, the pyramids in Mexico City. Now I need to know where they were. Hang on, let me see. Looking it up. Where is it? It's Teotihuacan. Is where we got this purple blanket, which kind of matches our our dining room. So, so anyways, as I went upstairs, the entrepreneur was there, and she was she kind of frightened me, but then you, you went back to bed. Your mom always rolls your eyes. I'm speaking directly to the entrepreneur. But sometimes you don't want to go upstairs. And you'll say, Daddy, I'm too tired to go upstairs. And I'll rush to you. And I'll baby you. And I'll literally carry you upstairs. And your mom rolls her eyes so much at that. And then in the same breath, if one of my the other three, who are boys, need help up the stairs, I just tell them, well, get upstairs. What are you doing? It's funny. It's funny to me. And the way you say daddy sounds so much like Zuzu from It's a Wonderful Life. It's a power you have over me. And I think you know it. It's it's a power to get me to do almost anything you want. Dangerous. So, I apologize for my being a little too... Uh, let's see, um, how do I put it? Sorry for, I wasn't making fun of numbers 7 through 10. It was very poetic and a little repetitive, but one thing you need to know is there are 66 books in this Bible. And every single one of these books points directly to Christ, every single one. And by the time we're done with numbers, I'll be able to tell you how numbers points to Christ. That's what's important for you guys to know. In listening to this, in reading the Bible, in obeying God's word, what you're doing is is you're pointing your life and your heart to Christ. And that's the, the point of it all. That is salvation. Taking a sip. I have a Dr. Pepper. So I'm sitting in the dining room. I just set the dining room table for tomorrow so we don't have to worry about it. And it looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. I'm excited for tomorrow. We're going to have your your guys' grandpa over, your mom's dad. We're going to have your grandma over. Your mom's mom, and we're going to have my aunt over who lives down the street. My dad's younger sister, so that should be nice. I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow, because it's my first time without my dad at a major holiday. But but I'm... I don't know what I am. This year's been rough. (laughs) It has been so rough.
and I keep alluding to it, but we will get into that eventually. So, I also don't know what song we're going to end this this uh, podcast on. Still thinking about it. I may end it with a poem again. I wonder if I've ended it with um, the little chap who follows me. It's uh, one of my favorite poems about fatherhood. <clears throat> okay. Let's see how far we'll go. See how far we'll go. Hopefully through 14. That'd be nice, you know? What do you think? I like doing at least three chapters. That's a good round number. Three chapters worth of listening to me and then stopping. Here we go. Another yawn. You know, I do these at night. It's almost 10 p.m. at night, so. Excuse me. All right. Chapter 11. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord, and when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So that place was called Tabrah, because fire from the Lord had burned among them. The rabble with them began to crave other food, and again the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. The manna was like coriander seeds and looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and then ground it in a handmill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into cakes. And it tasted like something made with olive oil. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. Moses heard the people of every family wailing, each of the entrance to his tent. The Lord became exceedingly angry and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, Why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them... <laughs> That's funny, the way he's yeah, talking to the Lord. Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their forefathers? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me. Give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, put me to death right now. I have found favor in your eyes. And do not let me face my own ruin. The Lord said to Moses, Bring me seventy of Israel's elders uh, who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I'll come down and speak with you there, and I will take the spirit that is on you and put the spirit on them. They will help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. Tell the people, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow, when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed, if only we had meat to eat. We were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day or two days or five, ten or twenty days, but for a whole month. Until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it, because you have rejected the Lord who is among you, and have wailed before him, saying, 
Why did we ever leave Egypt? But Moses said, Here I am among six hundred thousand men on foot, and you say, I will give them meat to eat for a whole month. Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? The Lord answered Moses, Is the Lord's arm too short? You will now see whether or not what I say will come true for you. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together seventy of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, and he took of the spirit that was on him and put the spirit on the seventy elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. However, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. Yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his Spirit on them. Then Moses, and that's kind of a foreshadowing, into the Pentecost. Then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. Now a wind went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. It brought them down all around the camp to about three feet above the ground, as far as the day's walk in any direction. Wow, that's a lot. All that day and night, all the next day, and the people went out and gathered quail. None gathered less than... None gathered less than ten homers. I don't know what that is. Then they spread them out around the camp. But while the meat was still between their teeth and before it could be consumed, the anger of the Lord burned against the people, and he struck them with a severe plague. Therefore the place was called Kibroth Hadavah, because there they buried the people who had craved other food. From Kibroth Hadavah, the people traveled to Hazroth and stayed there. Let me take another sip real quick. I'm reading ahead a little bit, and I see they're going to be mentioning, well, someone, someone, you'll see. You'll see my little spy of mine. Chapter 12. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses, they asked. Hasn't he also spoken through us and the Lord near this? Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. At once, did Moses write this, by the way? Let me see. That's something I would write about myself. Anyway, sorry, I digress. At once the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out to the tent of meeting, all three of you. So the three of them came out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud. He stood at the entrance of the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When both of them stepped forward, he said to them, Listen to my word. This is scary. Listen to my words. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in visions. I speak to him in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all of my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The anger of the Lord burned against them, and he left them. When the cloud lifted from above the tent, there stood Miriam, leprous like snow. 
Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had leprosy. And he said to Moses, Please, my Lord, do not hold against us the sin we have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be like a stillborn infant coming from its mother's womb with its flesh half eaten away. So Moses cried out to the Lord, O God, please heal her. The Lord replied to Moses, If her father had spit in her face, would she not have been in disgrace for seven days? Confine her outside the camp for seven days. After that, she can be brought back. So Miriam was confined outside the camp for seven days, and the people did not move on until she was brought back. After that, the people left Hezroth and encamped at the desert in Paran. Chapter 13. The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. These are their names. From the tribe of Reuben, Shamua, son of Zakur. The tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, son of Hori. From the tribe of Judah, Caleb, son of Jephunneh. From the tribe of Issachar, Egal, son of Joseph. From the tribe of Ephra, Ephraim, Hoshea, son of Nun. The tribe of Benjamin, Palti, son of Raphu. The tribe of Zebulun, Gedil, son of Zodi, Sodi. From the tribe of Manasseh, a tribe of Joseph, Gadi, son of Susi. From the tribe of Dan, Emil, son of Gamali. From the tribe of Asher, Sether, son of Michael. And from the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, son of Voshi. Vofsi. From the tribe of Gad, Gul, son of Maki. These are the names of the men Moses sent to explore the land. Moses gave Hoshea, son of Nun, the name Joshua. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up, pay attention, children. This is where the spy gets his name, this story. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and on to the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees on it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rehob toward Labo. Hamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron, where Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zon in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkel, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkel because of the cluster of grapes and the Israelites cut off there. <clears throat> At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the hill, near the sea uh, along Jordan. This next paragraph my father highlighted in green. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, 
We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. And that is where the spy gets his name. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephtalim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephtali. Nephilim, excuse me. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. And that is the story of how you, my spy, got his name. Because ever faithful. Chapter 14. That night all the people of the community raised their voices and wept out loud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly, said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this desert. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land and only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole whole Israelite assembly gathered. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite community assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will swallow them up. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. But the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they see... Will they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the miraculous signs I perform among them? I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them, but I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear about it. By your power you brought these people up from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of the land about it. They have already heard that you, O Lord, are with these people, and that you, O Lord, have been seen face to face, that your cloud stays over them, and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you put these people to death all at one time, the nations who have heard this report about you will say, The Lord was not able to bring these people into the land he promised them on an oath, so he slaughtered them into the desert. Now may the Lord's strength be displayed, just as you have declared. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love, and forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. In accordance with your great love, forgive the sin of these people, just as you pardoned them from the time they left Egypt until now. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of the men who saw my glory and miraculous signs I performed in Egypt and in the desert, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times. Not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their forefathers. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Since the Amalekites and Canaanites are living in the valleys, turn back tomorrow and set out towards the desert. Along the route to the Red Sea... 
The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will this wicked community grumble against me? I have heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites, so tell them, As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things I heard you say. In this desert your bodies will fall, every one of you, twenty years old or more, who was counted in the census, and, and who has grumbled against me. Not one of you will enter the land I swore with uplifted hand to make your home, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. As for your children that you said would be taken as plunder, I will bring them in to enjoy the land that you have rejected. But you, your bodies, will fall on this desert. Your children will be shepherds here for forty years, suffering for your unfaithfulness, until the last of your bodies lies in the desert. For forty years, one year for each of the forty days you explored the land, you will suffer for your sins and know what it is like to have me against you. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will surely do these things to this whole wicked community, which is banded together against me. They will meet their end in this desert. Here they will die. So the men Moses had sent to explore the land who returned and made the whole community grumble against him by spreading a bad report about it. These men responsible for spreading the bad report uh, about the land were struck down and died of a plague before the Lord. Of the men who went to explore the land, only Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, survived. When Moses reported this to all the Israelites, they mourned bitterly. Early the next morning, they went up toward the high hill country. We have sinned, they said. We will go up to the place the Lord promised. But Moses said, Why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up, because the Lord is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies, for the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there. Because you have turned away from the Lord, he will not be with you, and you will fall by the sword. Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up toward the high hill country, though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moved from the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and attacked them and beat them down all the way to Hormah. Let's see. Can we do... I think we can do another chapter. Go to 15. Let's see. About 22 minutes. Why not? My voice is feeling good. I'm going to take another sip of this Dr. Pepper. And that's why we call you the spy. Because Caleb went to, to, to spy with a few other people. And he came back certain that the Lord will deliver the land to them. Chapter 15. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, After you enter the land I am giving you as a home, and you present to the Lord offerings made by fire, from the herd or the flock, or as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, whether burnt offerings or sacrifices, for special vows, or freewill offerings, or festival offerings. Then the one who brings his offering shall present to the Lord a grain offering of a tenth of an ephah, of fine flour mixed with a quarter of a hint of oil. With each lamb for the burnt offering or the sacrifice, prepare a quarter of a hint of wine as a drink offering. That's your mom preparing stuff in the background. She's watching a movie, I think. I think, it's, I think she's watching... 10,000 BC. Just as a side note before I finish the chapter, your mom loves war movies. War with a purpose. She, she loves them. It's like her favorite type of movie. I don't get it either, but she loves it, so that's what she's watching right now. Okay. Back to chapter 15. Verse 6. With a ram, prepare a grain offering of two tenths of an ephah, of fine flour mixed with a third of a hint of oil, and a third of a hint of wine... 
A drink offering. Offer it as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. When you prepare a young bull as a burnt offering, or sacrifice for a young vow or a fellowship offering to the Lord, bring with a bull a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with a half hint of oil. Also bring a hin of wine as a drink offering. It will be an offer made by fire, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. Each bull or ram, each lamb or young goat, is to be prepared in this manner. Do this for each one, for as many as you prepare. Everyone who is native-born must do these things in this way, when he brings an offering made by fire as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. For the generations to come, whenever an alien or anyone else living among you presents an offering made by fire as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, he must do exactly as you do. The community is to have the same rules for you and for the alien living among you. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. You and the alien shall be the same before the Lord. The same laws and regulations will apply both to you and to the alien living among you. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites, and say to them, When you enter the land to which I am taking you, and you eat the food of the land, present a portion as an offering to the Lord. Present a cake from the first of your ground meal, and present it as an offering from the threshing floor. Throughout the generations to come, you are to give the offering to the Lord from the first of your ground meal. Now, if you unintentionally fail to keep any of these commands, the Lord gave Moses any of the Lord's commands to you through him from the day the Lord gave them and continuing through the generations to come. And if this is done unintentionally without the community being aware of it, then the whole community is to offer a young bull for a burnt offering as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, along with its prescribed grain offering and the drink offering and a male goat for a sin offering. The priest is to make atonement for the whole Israelite community, and they will be forgiven for it was not intentional, and they have brought to the Lord for their wrong an, offer made, an offering made by fire and sin offering. The whole Israelite community and the aliens living among them will be forgiven because all the people were involved in the unintentional wrong. But if just one person sins unintentionally, he must bring a year-old female goat for a sin offering. The priest is to make atonement before the Lord for the one who erred by sinning unintentionally, and when atonement has been made for him, he will be forgiven. One and the same law applies to everyone who sins unintentionally, whether he is a native-born Israelite or an alien. But anyone who sins defiantly, whether native-born or alien, blasphemes the Lord, and that person must be cut off from his people. Because he has despised the Lord's word and broken his commands, that person must surely be cut off. His guilt remains on him. While the Israelites were in the desert, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly. And they kept him in custody because it was not clear what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, the man must die. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death as the Lord commanded Moses. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel. You will have these tassels to look at, so you will remember all the commands of the Lord, that you may obey them and not prostitute yourselves by going after the lusts of your own hearts and eyes. Then you will remember to obey all my commands and will be consecrated to your God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Pretty intense chapter. Sorry, I keep like looking. I don't want to make these too long. 
about 27 minutes, and I think I'm going to recite a poem. Let me just look for it. First time I heard this poem, it was recited by um, John Wooden. I was listening to KFAX. It's a Christian radio station. And he recited the poem. And it's... I write it in all my Bibles. I, I don't write it in this. I'm not writing in my father's Bible. But I write it in my others. Let me find it. Here we go. <clears throat> I don't know who... I think it's anonymous, but it's called... The little chap who follows me. And this is how I feel about all four of you. A careful man, I have to be. A little fellow follows me. I do not dare go astray, for fear he'll go the self-same way. I cannot once escape his eyes. Whatever he sees me do, he tries. Like me, he says, he's going to be. That little chap who follows me. I must remember as I go. Through summer sun and winter snow. I'm building for the years to be. And the little chap who follows me. I love you very much, kids. You make me proud today. Last night, when we reunited after being gone for so long, it was as if you guys hadn't seen me in years. The entrepreneur came up to me and she held me tight and she was crying. Actual tears. Then the king ran to me and nearly tackled me. And even the spy, who was freezing, he cuddled me. And the spy, you do not like cuddling. And the namesake was there, too, and he was holding me as well. You guys make me feel so loved. And it's not your job to make me feel loved, by the way. I know you love me. But, but it, it's nice to know you guys love me. Because I love you as well. More than you could ever possibly fathom. So, I'll bid you goodbye. And I'll tell you the same thing I tell you always. In everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king.
your voice tonight. Just begin to sing to him. <laughs> 